T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Don't touch that dial. This is The Morning Shift. All of them are really, really hot. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It's the morning shift. Mike Johnson, Bo Squidbilly Morgan hanging out with you on uh, Black Monday right now. Hey, I, got a, I got a question for you. Go ahead. Who's, time- the ne- who's the next coach of the Atlanta Falcons? No, I don't no. Know this is more pressing. What time do you think Wendy's starts serving Baconators? Because <laughs> I could really go for one on the way home. Um... Most places, I, I've learned this because I am a hamburger guy. Most places don't start serving those hamburgers till at least 10 30. Mm. So you'd be hard pressed. Might, might, be, might be a Whataburger morning then. Yeah. That, Whataburger is probably one of those, one of those, yeah, you can stop up there. Uh, up in, is it Kennesaw? I guess it's in Woodstock. There, yeah, there's, on 92. There's, there's one in each, actually. Yeah. There's one in Kennesaw over on Chastain, and there's one in Woodstock on 92. That's a good stop, man. You know, I'm a big Whataburger guy. They need to have us back up there Grew for, up a, on, for dude, a show. You ain't lying. So now we're brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. It's time for the wake-up calls. We'll try to get through a number of these guys, 404-726-0929. The phone lines are full. We'll start with our guy, Hurricane Otis, up in Gainesville. Otis, what's going on, buddy? Morning, guys. Uh, Morning. I think, I think if Arthur Smith would have accepted responsibility for his bad, bad play calling, he probably would have stayed. You know he never changed. He never, he never changed. He never, ha- even in when time was running out, you never seen Ritter go into a hurry up offense. Even like yesterday, with seven minutes to go in the game, he gave up. You know, yeah. so I think if he would accepted responsibility for his bad play calling, he might have would have stayed. And another thing I like for y'all to comment on the interception that Ritter throws, did Kyle Pitts even make an attempt at the ball? Yeah. Just two weeks in a row, he didn't even make an attempt at the ball. Did y'all see that, or yeah. am well, I looking at something wrong? Well, I think – I, I don't – that ball was – I don't know if Kyle ran the wrong route, but that ball was nowhere near close to Kyle. It wasn't even in Kyle Pitts' um, solar system. In fact, the only place that ball was – the only solar system it was was the the, the, the guy who <laughs> intercepted three DBs. It. Um, I don't know what went wrong in that play. Something was way off, though. The one thing I would say, Otis, is I, I understand the criticism of play calling. I think there were definite moments um, throughout the three-year uh, tenure where play calling was issue. I, I could never stand how many times we had just two-man routes, and it would be just like a tight end and uh, a receiver out in the route, and, and that leaves your quarterback with either make it, you know, you don't have any – there's nowhere to go with the ball in that point. You're going to run – but 
the last two years, the lack of quarter the the lack of quarterback play dictated some of the play calling. Now, if you want to say that's, that's the head Arthur coach, Smith's fault, then that's right. I, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But it, I think you were limited in some of the plays that you could call at times this, uh, in the last few years. But also, I think it, I, I've always wondered why there weren't more quick developing routes where you spread out, get guys running away from defenders. You know, it's simple to say this from my from my standpoint, but that would be my biggest issue the entire time with play calling. Yeah, it's interesting watching a guy like Puka Nakua yesterday, and, and, and obviously his numbers speak for themselves, and he set all the rookie wide receiver records. But some of the routes you saw him run, setting that record this year, they don't they don't have those inside of this Arthur Smith offense or, or didn't have them. Uh, by the way, Dave Archer is going to be coming on with us in about 15 minutes. You make sure you want to hear that. But uh, as far as the wake up calls go, let's get back to the lines. Steve in Sharpsburg. Steve, appreciate you hanging on with us, man. What's going on? Hey, good morning. Morning. Uh, proud member of the mafia. Let's go. Um, <laughs> couple couple things. First, uh, the Falcons, and uh, then I got something for Bo, but. Uh, you know, I think we all can uh, take a, a long collective breath and uh, thank Mavis for, uh, I guess, that you totaled all 17 weeks up. I think they gave away about $375 in uh, tires but uh, because we didn't score and hardly you – know, there wasn't one game, I don't think, where we scored in all four quarters. So I don't believe so. Uh, if we take a big breath, you know, catchers and pitchers report in a couple of weeks. And, uh, hey, Bo, here we go. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> you know thanks what? For, Thank th- you. Thanks for the call, Steve. Thank you for making me laugh. Yep. Here yep. we go. Here we go. Man, at least got, we get to hear it one more week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, man. The Cowboys can be a lot to handle. Uh, I've been on the Brandon Cooks train all year, by the way. He's had a good year. He has. I uh, kind of slept on him on our fantasy on, team. He, well, Very you, know, solid. you know what the problem for us with is he didn't have a great first half of the season, but he had a really good second half when of the he season. Was, when he was part of the game plan, dude, he was going to rack it up. I, he, um, uh, he's been part of the game plan recently. I, I think if you're overlooking Dallas in the playoffs, they have the things that make teams win in the postseason. There ain't no doubt. Solid defense that takes the ball away. And they have a they have good quarterback play, elite solid, pass rusher, solid offensive line. They're great in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Dallas is a sleeper. I mean, by the way, Dallas was missing both their guards yesterday. Remember the game last? So you know the best game of the postseason last year to me, the best game of the postseason all year, not Super Bowl included, but the best game was that Dallas, San Francisco divisional round game, where. That was the moment I realized that D'Amico Ryan's is 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 the is the That's dude. A good point. He's that dude because Dallas, it was McCarthy versus D'Amico basically, and every play that McCarthy had, where you're like, oh, here we go, here we go. They were they were locked in. They were in <laughs> position to make the play, and they made it. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Let's get our guy Mel in Atlanta. Mel, what's going on, buddy? This morning, man. Good morning. Morning to you. Hey, man, I just want to say, man, I woke up so elated, so happy, you know, just so joyous. You know, I thought Christmas was came back again. Yeah. But uh, I got a question for you guys, man. How many running backs do we dress each game? We, we dress three. Three, run, three running backs. Three and a fullback. Okay, so, yep. my, so, so my, my point to that is, 
it just seems like and, and don't get me wrong, I like B. John Robinson. You know, I get he's a rookie, he's powerful, he's he's this, he's that, he's all that in the bag of chips. But doesn't it seem like, you know, uh uh my guy Algier, he can run inside, he can run outside. Basically all I'm just trying to say is, man, I'm just glad Arthur should have gone. So now we can get a chance to utilize yeah, I appreciate the call right there. Uh, he started cutting out the end. No, I, I don't know if there's a bigger Algier fan in, in Atlanta than me. Uh, well, maybe right here. I love him, too. Yeah. For some reason, I think people don't. Look, I've, I've thought he was underutilized all year. I, I, I think some, sometimes we have to remember that score and the way the game is going dictates how you use players. Yeah. Probably why we didn't see him as much the last few weeks. But yeah, I, I think Algier is, and and, and Bob, um, I almost did it, but I stopped myself. <laughs> there was a play. There was a play yesterday that I think it was, I don't know if it was Lindstrom or um, Bergeron, but they, they there was a swing, a little outlet pass to Algier, and it was almost a screen. I think it might have been. It a was screen. a screen. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And if they make the one block, we might have had back to back weeks of Algier scoring. Seven yard touchdown. Catches. Yeah, he didn't get his he didn't get his hips turned back to the inside fast. Enough. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, and what and what I like about Mel's call right there, I'll be honest, that's a ding for me. Yeah. Uh, so many times I think we have an overinflated sense of what our skill positions are in Atlanta, and we go back and say, well, we have three first round draft picks. Kyle Pitts ain't tra- playing like a, a first round draft pick. Drake London's very good, all right, but he's not he's he's not that guy that's going to beat you over the top and beat you down the field and get all the yak. He's going to make the 50-50 balls and then Bijan is a rookie. We have an o so the fact that somebody would call in and say, "Man, why you know, why don't we utilize Tyler Algier more?" I'm always on board with that. I, the biggest thing for me is every week it's been an outrage on what guy didn't get used right. more. Well, I didn't use Pitts, but but Bijan got 15 yeah, touches. Right. Well, they didn't use Drake. is getting 27 but, touches, and it's like, oh, man. Yeah, it's not enough. I had I saw a tweet from Matthew Barry about how – the fantasy guy about how Arthur didn't use all his playmakers enough. Well, if you consider all those guys playmakers, there's only so many snaps. I think the Falcons only had like 50-something offensive snaps yesterday. Right. right. Yeah, that's, you can only uh, get the ball to so many guys. Bajan is everything advertised. Set the rookie record for yards from scrimmage. I mean, it, he, he had 100 – uh, 20, uh, 31 total yards from scrimmage yesterday. And that's like two or three, two of the last three weeks or something where he's went over 100 yards from scrimmage. Guy's been, guy's been, he's, he's that guy. He is that guy. Just got to use him. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, let's try to get one more in before the wake up call ends. Let's go to Justin in Athens. Justin, what's going on, buddy? Good morning. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Can't complain. I hear you. Um, so my wake up call is for Terry Fontenot and Rich McKay, and they have got to get this draft right. We've gotten some things right. I think we've drafted Kyle Pitts and we've wasted him. We've signed Jesse Bates. I hate to see us waste him. We've almost wasted, you know, Grady Jarrett, AJ Terrell. We've got to get a quarterback. I've been so frustrated the past few years because we haven't. I felt like we should have been trying to trade some guys and get some draft capital so we could move up and not try to trade for a fourth or fifth string wide receiver or cornerback like we've done the past few years. That was not going to help us at all. Um, This is a business. It's a business, and it is not a successful business. And that's what 
this fan base needs to understand and the guys that are running it need to understand. Yeah, I appreciate the call, man. I, I, I still go back and forth. I'm still not sure that I want a top 10 quarterback unless it's the guy. To me, the, the guy I think a lot of people are going to be talking about is Jaden Daniels. That's the guy. Well, I think I, I would just dis- I would disagree that most people think the guy is Caleb Williams. I personally think Jaden like Daniels. Well, okay, I think he's got all the assets. But, but it's I, not I, about. But what I'm telling you, I agree with you. Yeah. But what I'm telling you is, is most people don't see Jaden Daniels as the guy. I think people try to rip him to me, and I go, dude, he just won the Heisman. Look at what right. he did. You tell right. me the SEC is the the be all end all conference. And then you tell me you don't want the guy from the SEC. I'm not sold on Kale Williams because of where he is, where he plays for, because I have yet to see one of those guys come from there and be a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. I know you can say Kyler Murray is. I'm not sold. Baker Mayfield, not sold. It's going to be an interesting uh, conversation for the next uh, couple of months while we get into this draft talk. First, got to hire a head coach. That'll be all the conversation. We're going to talk to a guy that knows these Atlanta Falcons better than almost anybody. Dave Archer is coming up on the other side of the break. Stick with us. It's the Morning Shift, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Getting your day started. Go ahead. With the morning shift. Time for the show on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The morning shift live in the Kia Studios. Mike Johnson, Squid Billy, Bo Morgan. No shortage of things to talk about today, right? Obviously, uh, waking up to the news this morning for a lot of people that Arthur Smith was relieved of his duties. Hit my social timelines last night, right about uh, 12.05, 12.03, I think, was uh, the exact number. But a lot of news to talk about and a lot of questions as far as the direction of this franchise in the immediate future, in the long-term future, and everything in between. And we're going to welcome in Falcons analyst Dave Archer to talk about it. Dave, I got to I got to start by giving you a compliment, man. The post-game interviews that you conduct and that go forth and myself have on the post-game show, it's not an easy thing. And I know that you don't take that for granted. You do such a good job of, of listening to these players and making sure they're able to sound off in their own way. But it had to be a somber feeling last night in that locker room. 
Yeah, it was tough, Mike. Thanks for saying that. Appreciate that. You're 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 right. They're difficult because you get to know these guys and you know how hard they're working. And and you and I played the game, so the process doesn't start uh, the day of the game. We start getting ready to do this kind of stuff back in February or March to to go into a season. And so there's a lot of work that goes into it. A lot of behind the scenes stuff that nobody sees. These guys preparing, trying to recover from injury, whatever it might be, to get ready to play, and then the arduous task of getting ready each and every week to put together game plans and absorb game plans and be ready to go. So just the knowledge of, of, of what they go through, you know, makes it tough because we've been through it. And um, and so I appreciate you saying that. But, yeah, it was a, it was a locker room. It was very quiet. Um, it was a locker room that kind of sensed uh, potentially the cloud that was hanging over the team and, and what may happen. And, and certainly we got word last night just after midnight that uh, coach Smith had been dismissed. You know, I think, I think the thing that, that I'd like to fan to know more than anything else is that there's no one, no one. And I, it includes every fan in the city of Atlanta, me, whoever it's been around the organization, you, no one wants to win more than Mr. Blank does. I, I've never been around a guy that, that, you know, you know, has the wealth and, and all the things that he has that he's accumulated and he's done such a great job of putting together uh, for his life, his family, and the things he does for the city from a philanthropic standpoint. He wants to win so bad, it's unbelievable. I, I've talked to him so many times, just he and I talking, and he's so kind with his time with whoever wants to talk to him. <clears throat> but let me tell you something. The dude is competitive, and he wants to win. And there's nobody that wants to win, I'm telling you, in this city more than Mr. Blanco. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But I appreciate it. It was tough. Uh, those guys, are they work hard. And, and um, obviously, they're waiting now to see see what direction they're going to go. Uh, well, Arch, obviously the Arthur Smith release. Where do you think it went wrong for Arthur and his tenure here in Atlanta? Well, it was just the, both of the, I think the thing you point to, and Mike and I talked about it throughout the season, is there's just inconsistencies with the team, you know, and, and ultimately, you know, the buck stops with the head coach, you know, as, as to why do you have, you know, pre-snap penalties? Why do you uh, have the inability to, to you know, get on blocks, get people blocked? You know, you know some of it obviously is, is player-driven and some the ability to do your job, but I thought that, you know, Arthur and Terry did a really good job of, of building this roster once their hands were kind of untied with the, with the salary cap. This is a marketably better roster than we've had in the last several years. I think you got to go back. Uh, this roster would probably rival the, you know, 17 roster as far as uh, the talent on it. Um, but the inconsistencies uh, is hard to explain, especially in the last two games on the defensive side of the football they played really well all year defensively. Uh, there have been some moments and some gaps late in games where they've given up drives that had allowed teams to take leads. Um, but the last two weeks, just the inability to, to make plays in 50-50 balls, uh, did they get worn down in the run game? Um, ultimately, you were to your, what, your fourth, fourth, third, and fourth linebackers in the interior. Did that ultimately wear you down? Did your interior defensive line that was missing – two or three players there it just ultimately add up to, to wearing them down to where their performance wasn't very good, but the, just the inconsistencies. And then of course the in, the inconsistency was magnified at your most important position, the quarterback position. They just could not keep from turning the football over. And 
that's the number one number you look at virtually every week is if you turn the ball over multiple times in a game, you're not going to win. Visiting with Dave Archer, analyst for the Atlanta Falcons Radio Network. Dave, I want to get to the game yesterday in just a second, but before we do, I want to kind of tag on to the end of this conversation. Is this a team in your mind, a roster in your mind, that is headed for a hard reset, or do you think this is a specific opportunity uh, you know, for the front office to hire a coach that kind of fits uh, some of the guys you know, that we have that are already part of this team? Well, I think it would be pretty easy, Mike, to find a coach that would fit in with some of the veterans that are on this team. Now, the younger players, I think, will kind of go and migrate the direction of whatever the coach wants to go. I think it's a multifaceted young group. I think that their ability to adapt to the different schemes and whatever that are out there, I think that the, the young kids could do that. The older players, to me, from a leadership standpoint, we're in lockstep with, with the head coach and we're with the staff. So I think that would be a group that would be easy to blend with as well. Now, the problem is is, is I have not looked at, at the contracts. I'm sure you guys have, have begun to look at stuff, whether, you know, Calais Campbell is a guy I'd like to see come back. I thought he was playing some of his best ball in the last four or five weeks of the season. Um, good job by Arthur Smith and his staff to keep him healthy, gave him days off during the week to have him ready to go on the weekend. But guys like Bud Dupree, a, lo- a local kid, you know, a local guy, not a kid, local guy that um, that paid dividends. Is he a guy you'd like to have back? So there's a lot of things to weigh through there. But I don't think it's it, – obviously when you have a quarterback issue, then it feels like the reset, like you're talking about. They're, so, they're certainly going to have to address that. And that's, that's the biggest question mark. And, and it was something that ultimately probably got Art that he decided to ride – with a young quarterback that was unproven and, and it just didn't work out. Arts, one of the big, uh, big things that came out of the game yesterday was what happened at the end after Tyron Matthew gets the interception, they get the ball at the one yard line, get in victory formation and decide to run the ball, uh, which is um, kind of a, it's not an unwritten rule. It's just kind of a rule in victory formation. You, you go ahead and take a knee. What did you make of that? Dennis Allen says that, he was over – his players went rogue. What would you make of that whole situation? Well, it's a little bit of an indictment on him that if his players can can just go do whatever they want to do, he's the head coach. And, and uh, from what I understand, he's a bit on watch today as well uh, as to what they're going to do there um, with him. But um, the thing that would concern me as a player is if you go into victory formation, Mike will tell you the two lines kind of – agree that they're not going to come off the ball and so there's an oppor- there's an opportunity there for guys to get hurt because you're saying okay they're going to kneel down okay game's over it's kind of a you know kind of an un- unwritten rule that okay we're just not going to come off defensively they're not going to come off offensively it's kind of a tag football game at that point he's just going to kneel down he's going to give himself up and it's over and so guys can get injured. I mean, a guy, you know, doesn't keep the right leverage and stands up in the defensive line. An offensive lineman comes off low, he can blow his knee. He can tear guys up. Fortunately, nobody got hurt on the play. But um, it just, it just, it's just one of those uh, scenarios, kind of a, uh, like you said, an unwritten rule where uh, the game's over. You know, they they beat in Atlanta. They were the better team yesterday. And, and I didn't, I don't know that you needed to punch one in. Um, I heard Jameis Winston's comments after the game. Hey, we, you know, Tyron Math returned it to the one yard line, and and uh, we wanted to finish it off and get, you know, Jamal Williams in the end zone. And you know, why? 
what did that what did that do for you right you know and and so i i just didn't get that yeah i'm the same way uh visiting with uh, dave archer Atlanta Falcons radio analyst. Dave, I don't want to put you on the spot as far as head coaches go. I know a lot of people will be sifting through names and checking resumes and everything else that the front office will be doing. I do want to know about the quarterback situation through your eyes, though. Is this something – are you a believer in any of the free agents that might come up? Uh, Kirk Cousins' name, Russell Wilson will be thrown out there. Obviously, Justin Fields is always a hot name in this city. Or are you more in the draft? Are you looking at you know some of the guys that might be in the top end of the draft, seeing as how we have the uh, number eight overall pick now? Well, Mike, I think this has got to be a full evaluation. I think they're going to have to do all of that. I think you got to look at the young veterans uh, like a Justin, uh, like Fields, uh, if he's going to come available. Um, certainly played well against us two weeks ago. Really didn't do anything yesterday. So I don't know where he is on the grade scale as far as those that are going to evaluate the quarterback. You certainly see the talent and the ability, but you also see gaps where, you know, he's not like his second or third, his second year. I mean, this guy's been around the league for a few years now, and, you can't have that. The inconsistencies, that's what you was plagued you this year was inconsistency at quarterback. So you're looking for more consistent play. Does that mean it's a veteran player? Um, I don't know where Kirk Cousins is. I don't know what, they, what they've got going on there. So I haven't investigated that very much. I do think there's some pretty good players in the draft, and it's not sure at eight, you know, what you can do potentially to get to them. Um, uh, I'm not ready to name the guy that I like the most. But there's a couple of guys that I do like quite a bit that I think would be uh, would fit in here with the young talent that's here. But then you're going to go through growing pains with the young quarterback. We, we've seen it this last year. Uh, you see it all over the league where, for the most part, young quarterbacks are going to struggle. And, and guys, the quarterback play, it's been tough this year. 54 different guys started at quarterback in the National Football League this year. Um, there's been a lot of inconsistencies. And you can pick the best quarterbacks in the league, whether it's Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or whoever it is have had problems and are going to turn the football over and made mistakes. So it hasn't been a – you go find, try to go find a guy that was completely clean. Look at Jalen Hurts and what's going on in Philadelphia where he struggled down the stretch. So guys that you thought you are going to hang your hat on, and quarterback play has been inconsistent around the league. It hasn't just happened here in Atlanta. Go look everywhere else. And there's been a number of places that are struggling – uh, with quarterback play, but 54 different starters, that, that's just less than last year. I think last year it was 68 different starters in the league. So the league, from an identity standpoint at quarterback, uh, may be struggling a little bit. Still a lot of decisions, uh, obviously, left to be made in the in the near future. Dave, I appreciate you hanging out with us, man, and uh, enjoy some of that off time you got coming up. Hey, Mike, great job for you. I just want to comment on you, and I think most of the fans would agree. Excellent job for your first year on the, on the pregame and postgame show. I thought that uh, the rationale you brought, to some of the stuff that was going on post-game was spectacular, and then forecasting what might happen uh, coming up in games in the pregame was outstanding. Really enjoyed working with you, man. You did a really great job. Thank you, sir. That uh, means a lot. So I appreciate it, Dave. Have a, have a good day, man. Take care, guys. That's Dave Archer, Atlanta Falcons radio analyst. Uh, he's one of the best to do it. There's no doubt about it, in my opinion, man. He's one of the best to do it. So always enjoy visiting with him. Yeah, it's been one of the um, biggest uh... – coups of my career to this point working him sitting in uh, in between him and Wes yeah dude, working with Arch and Wes is we're is, so lucky dude it's taught me so much about the business it's grown me uh, I can't thank Arch enough for for not only the professionalism I get with him but also the uh, friendship uh, I gotta tell you that this hour is brought to you by Mark Spain real estate go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing look coming up next Call us at 404-726-0929. We're going to take some more of your calls. And also, I will tell you 
about a new barbecue spot I joined and ask you if I if am I wrong the way I order when I try a barbecue spot for the first time? You're usually wrong when you order. So yeah, probably so. Who asked you? Come in next on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 the game. You did. And the Odyssey app. No, I was asking the audience. Sports Radio 929 the game. The morning shift. Mike Johnson. Squid Billy reacting to the news all day that Arthur Smith, kind of overnight, was let go by the Atlanta Falcons. Arthur Arthur Blank will talk later today about the decision. I had no issue with it. I gave Arthur Smith, I think, more of a benefit of the doubt than most. A lot of people calling for his job midway through the year. I thought if you had won two or three of the last four, that you were locked in. Like, there was no doubt to me that he was coming back. You, you couldn't you couldn't lose the way you did the last two two weeks the, the and, fashion say, that you lo- and say we're gonna bring this back because we think it's like it just it just it it just wasn't possible the it, you know and that, look that's part of it and now it's over we can keep obviously this is a, this is a day of therapy but after today yeah. it's time to move on and say all right where do we want to go we have to start looking at what's next. Um, the way people are tweeting me, they think I'm clearly a part of the process. And, uh, <laughs> you know, because, well, it's funny how Twitter works. And real yeah. quick, guy goes, hey, what do you think our needs are outside of quarterback? And I said edge and center because I think those are two big needs. And guy goes, no, no, right tackle is a bigger need than center. Okay. I said, well, I just, cool. I go, I don't, I don't agree. Then he keeps arguing. He goes, you, you do you. Get something you don't need. Um, well, you need a center because guess what? Right tackle is locked up. It reminds, and, it reminds me of the Tom Herman uh, text where he sent when all that stuff was going out of Texas, and he wrote the guy back and said, okay, cool, hook him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way uh, I felt. Um, but but I think Edge is another one. Yeah. And, then, and then a guy wants to hit me up and says, well, if you think Algier was underutilized, then you, you, you don't think that we didn't need seven, and we could have used it on something else. And, and I just wrote the guy back, and I said, well, this is a league where you need two, two running backs. And I don't know if you saw Cordero Patterson play, but the fact that he couldn't make it through training camp healthy, and I'm not knocking him because he's an amazing person and a great locker room guy, and he's a heck of a player, but he wasn't toting the ball 15 to 20 times a game for 17 weeks this year. That's yeah. the fact. All right? Uh, let's go ahead and get to a couple of calls real quick uh, before we got to get to a life of squid. Let's hit DeAndre and Decatur. DeAndre, what's going on, man? Good morning. Hey, man. Good morning. Good morning. My mafia in the building, boy, man. Boy, boy. <laughs> My okay. God. Uh, what I, I have to say, man, today is a good day in the city of Atlanta. And I know, like, Arthur, I know some people might feel bad for him, but I have a question to you guys. What made Arthur Smith a better candidate than Eric Bieniemy? I feel like on the when we just hired him, I feel like we had, we brought Eric in. You have an offense coordinator who don't been to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl. Like, I know they said he has a few locker room issues or, with players and stuff like that. But Arthur Smith, if we just want to be real, what did he do with Tennessee other than have Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown, who probably led him the whole time? 
Well, look, you know what? I could throw it back to you. What did Eric Bieniemy do other than have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and yeah. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? That's not a knock on Eric Bieniemy. I, I don't. I can't answer what you're asking because we weren't in the interview process. But it, they're not the only thing that's passed on Eric exactly, Bieniemy. Exactly. Can we stop on that? And what did Eric Bieniemy do this year? Now you could say Washington's a sinking ship. He's officially out of a job right now because well, uh, maybe, Ron Rivera got fired earlier today. Or the building that has him right now says Eric Bieniemy is what we need to lead our team because you've had him in the locker room. It's the same thing with Lamar with the Lamar Jackson thing. It, it, everybody said we should have gotten him. Well, first off, he was never going to be available. But right. secondly, if the Ravens were balking on it, why should we jump in there? And they didn't. They signed him. He was never coming. But that's probably going to win thing. MVP. Yeah, probably. probably is. Uh, let's go ahead and get let's get one more call real quick from Danny in North Atlanta. Danny, what's going on, buddy? Good morning. Hey, hey, good morning, guys. So it is a happy day for me. For the first time in my life, I, I, I committed blasphemy and bet on the Saints and made some money because I knew the end result. But here, here's the deal: Arthur Blank is not without fault in this process. This whole situation goes back to when they were in salary cap hell. Those were were ridiculous contracts that they signed Matt Ryan and Julio Jones to. Ridiculous. And and Mr. Blank doesn't understand the sour cap sometimes, I don't think. But here's the thing. I'll never forget this. I hope Steak Shapiro is listening. I called up him and suggested trading Julio Jones and Matt Ryan for the number one pick in the draft, Joe Burrows. I was hung up on, told I was on drugs. Don't ever call the show again. Well, and one final <laughs> shot at Steak. Hold on. No, I, that's it. You don't, you, don't, you don't get to dominate. First off, you, you are out of your mind because you think they were going to give up an aging Matt Ryan and an aging Julio Jones for the pick that Joe Burrow got? Dude, what? this isn't fantasy football. Secondly, Matt Ryan's contract Matt Ryan's contract was never – It was si- never outrageous. It was, no, it was signed after the MVP year. What made the contract bad was the restructuring because what you're doing is you turn a contract into guaranteed money pushing it. and that pushes it down the line. Yeah. The Julio Jones one, you're correct. Yeah. Dylan, let's go. It's time for a look back into the mind of Squid Billy. Hey, he might even talk sports. This is the life of Squid on the morning shift. Brought to you by Baron Burton's Breakfast Sauce. So good you'll want breakfast all day. Go to thebreakfastsauce.com or find a retailer near you. And by the Georgia Hemp Company. That's right. Might be a Black Monday in the NFL, but it's a quadruple sponsored Squid Monday, as always. You're so out of pocket right now, dude. What do you got? Jeez. First off, I think my friends at Georgia Hemp Company, Squid Billy 10, 10% off your order today online, and W Sauce. Funny thing is, I'm uh, to make money however I can. It's not just about you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, tried a new barbecue spot, and uh, me and Amy were going, and uh, my neighbor uh, across the street, Bristow, was going to go with us. So we, first off, we 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 go, and he uh, t- his daughters both they listen to the show with him, and uh, he told him. Hey, you want to go get barbecue? They're like, no, we want Chick Fil A. So he took him to get Chick Fil A, and and the youngest one, Cameron, goes, "Where are you where are you going?" And he goes, "We're going to this place called Big Smokies." And she goes, "Well, they better have W sauce, or Bo ain't gonna be happy." <laughs> Which is spot on. But uh, we went to this place called Big Smokies down on Bell's Ferry near my house, up in Woodstock, and never been there. I like to try new barbecue spots, but I have a meal that I get every time I, I go. Absolutely. There's no doubt about this. Um, my, I, hope, I just hope you pick the right thing. My meal is you always go and get the sliced brisket. 100%. And Ding me up. You, um, 
you you pair that with one of the next three for me one of the next three sides mac and cheese okay because a barbecue restaurant has to have good mac and cheese yes baked beans because a barbecue spot has that your baked beans can't be okay. normal they have to be special these were special had a little kick to them they were the baked beans that little bacon in them let me tell you something yeah Okay. And but they had a little kick. I mean, mm. the baked beans I'm were getting hungry, dude. It's as good of baked beans I've had at a barbecue spot in a long time, and or if they have fried okra, because I am a huge fried okra guy. It's a southern thing. Barbecue is a southern thing to me. I know they do it in other places, but it's the best in in the southern states. Okay. And I uh, you didn't do potato salad. You didn't do coleslaw. No. Oh. Not big on either one of those, Come but on. I can understand you trying them. Call you know. uh Turnips or collard greens. Collard greens is one that they had there, and uh, apparently they're pretty good. I gave Big Smokies four out of five bottles of W sauce. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering what you were going to utilize for those stars, the bottles of W sauce. Uh, Amy got the uh, uh, the loaded fries with pulled pork all over them. Of that course, sounds very. I solid. started. I, I had my fork over there on her plate. Yeah. Got to. Very good. You know, maybe I underrated it. Maybe it's four and a half bottles, but it was very good. So shout out to Big Swing. I, I'm a fan. Uh, I will definitely be back. Squid, your order gets the Dylan stamp of approval. Yeah. You like it? Very. I solid. love it. I love what you ordered. How, you, go with the how do you feel brisket? about fried okra? I, I have a bad experience with fried okra real quick. I thought they were serving tater tots one day, and it was fried okra. I bit into it. I didn't. I was like, bro, these are not tater tots. Oh, on, <laughs> this ain't bro. supposed to be green inside. Oh, my God. Um. Uh, it, I wrote, uh, my my grandmother and my mom uh, raised me on fresh fried okra, so it's my grandparents grew it in the garden, and you'd slice it up real thin, and that's the best fried okra ever. This hour has been brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. On the other side, we'll catch up with Steak. I'm sure that Steak doesn't have any opinions about what's been going on for the last uh, nine hours now. Uh, stick with us, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.